We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. I think this orange is full of poison. <laughs> Do they have those? Are those things poisonous oranges? Yeah, they're called uh, walk-ups. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. And Andrew, we are one day away from our big October announcement, so uh, stay tuned for that next week. But secondly, uh, completely off the topic of soccer, um, my hair is—I'm growing my hair out again, so I'm growing it really long. Are you a fan of like newspaper boy hats, like those newspaper boy caps? How do you define me being a fan? Like I wouldn't wear it myself, but that I mean I'm not. Do you think it's a good? Do you think it's a good look for a gentleman? I think it's. Um, I think hats as a as a whole are very person specific. Like um, I went to a wedding last year where this guy had this like gigantic top hat that would have looked beyond ridiculous on anybody else, but he kind of pulled it off, and so it's like I liked it. I actually had like a long conversation about it. It was a custom hat. He had it made in some like English hat shop, um, 
interestingly enough in New York city, not in, not in London or anything, but, um, so like he pulled it off, but like, I wouldn't wear it because I'd look ridiculous in a top hat. So, uh, I don't think I can pull off a newspaper boy hat. Uh, is that different somehow than like the 1970s and eighties taxi driver hat? I think they're the same. Is it the LL uh, Cool J hat basically? It's not a Kangol. I mean, <laughs> like a Kangol. Is it Kangle, not? Actually, you know, it kind of is. But I was going to say, it's definitely a Kangol. It's the same shape, but you wear it forward. You wear the brim yeah, yeah, yeah. forward. Yeah. It's the same um, hat, though. I mean, right? <laughs> don't tell Kangol that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I, you know, just similar shape, not the same as a Kangol, but. I'm not going to basically because my hair is going to be going through these awkward stages yeah. of growing out and not long mm-hmm. because that's how my hair works. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be wearing more hats. Okay. So I'm thinking about investing in, I don't know about a fleet of newspaper boy caps, but mm-hmm. at least one or two. Uh, yeah. Go, go nuts. I mean, you, if you got to be a hat guy for a while, you might as well switch it up a little bit. I basically, I'm like a baseball cap kind of guy. Uh, and I just got a brand new one um, this week. Uh, it was a Villanova one that my wife picked me up, picked up for me for my birthday. So I've been sporting that one, but um, I haven't rocked a Kangol. I definitely had one at one point. Uh, I was probably like 12. Yeah, you um, seem like a parachute pants and a Kangol kind of guy. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. Um, but yeah, I think you could probably pull that off. What was your break dancing name? <laughs> I didn't, that wasn't my scene. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Thankfully for everybody, it wasn't mine either. <laughs> but yeah, go nuts. I mean, how many options do you really have? Uh, I mean, I do like the baseball cap. I mean, I, I'm actually I'm thinking about getting a Chargers hat, which is like the I'm the only person ever to say that sentence. Yeah, you are. But um, but they've got God, those that's... sweet like baby blue ones that are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. they have they have the old, like so 47's putting out a uh, they put out one with the vintage logo yeah. too with the horse on it. Yeah, so those are cool. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of where I want to go. But, you know, $35 for a hat is expensive. <laughs> the biggest problem that I have with hats now is the crowns are so big. And, like, that's just how people wear them now. And I just look like I'm wearing, like, an adult's hat and I'm just a little child. So yeah, I have to I mean, buy, I like, already, basically. Yeah, I already have a huge head. <laughs> like, I wear, like, a size, like, 7 and 5 eighths, something like that. It's a gi- I have a gigantic dome. And... Oh God! I sound like such a jerk saying "gigantic dome." Yeah, anyway, uh, I, ha- I have a large head, and it, it makes those high crowns and those big crowns just accentuate. A, a, yeah, there's just a lot. Already of, grotesque, right? Just a lot yeah. above the shoulders. <laughs> yeah, I, I go from like I go from just a big-headed man to like the elephant man. Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, for something as simple as a hat, it, it can get pretty complex, and so. Um, yeah, which is which is why, and you know, we'll put it out. We'll let the audience decide too on Twitter uh, at uh, at Rotowire Soccer, at Rotowire Andrew, or at Sports by Gotti. Uh, let, let us know if I should uh, if I should venture into the newspaper boy hat world. You should definitely just live tweet when you go to this. Where are you going to go to get them? I'm sure there are tons of places by you. There used to be one on so 8th there... Street. I remember that was like Kangol Central, right so, by Grace Papaya. So. First of all, there is only one papaya, and that is Papaya King, and that oh, is on the that Upper is, East Side. That is ridiculous. Grace Papaya, uh, I, may it rest what, in peace, was so much better. No, incorrect. Absolutely not. And there's a reason why Papaya King still exists. This is such an uptown, downtown conversation. <laughs> yep, don't care. Papaya King, even even Kramer on Seinfeld didn't want a regular hot dog. He wanted a Papaya King hot dog. Yeah, they were and uptown elitists, though. 
he traveled from the Upper West Side to the Upper East Side to get it. That is not as <laughs> That's easy not easy, as it actually. Sounds. Yeah. For those of you unfamiliar, that's much harder than it sounds. That's a bus because mm-hmm. there is no train mm-hmm. and no one wants to take the bus. Right. Every 12 blocks, too. It's not like there's one every block. Yeah, exactly. Oh. What Ooh. are we talking about? Soccer? What? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, there's we have an absolutely packed show today. Uh, <laughs> I've used my wild card in the FPL, the official game, because I only check my lineup once every six weeks or so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is why my team is terrible. And I, I just I'm not a huge fan of the official game, but I do it because I have to. Uh, we also have uh, the game, uh, all of our games to get through for this weekend, including the one today, which is Everton Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. So we'll get this out as soon as we can. And then uh, finally, we have a little wrinkle to our daily dose. It's actually a double dose because there's equal amount of games on Saturday and Sunday. So we're going to try to get through this as quickly as we can to keep the podcast the same timing, same cadence as it usually is. But first, I made 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 changes in playing my wild card. So I made a count. Who did you keep? Uh, Juan Camilo Zuniga, who I think his role will be increasing, and because he's 4.4, mm-hmm. uh, and it's hard to replace a 4.4 mm-hmm. with anyone that's useful because you you don't you don't get that point one back. Yeah, you say that as if he's useful. So you take the hit. Well, I mean, he's the fifth defender. I'm not going to use him most of the time. Okay. Um, and then I kept Christian Benteke at 7.5. Mm. That is it. That's it. Yeah. Well. Okay, so let me start from the goal because I used my usual style of spending the minimum amount possible for goalkeepers. Uh, I have Arthur Boric at 4.5, and I have Jordan Pickford at 4 flat. Yep. Uh, Pickford is probably going to be – I think he's going to be one of the most owned goalkeepers because he has a job and it's Mm 4.0. He's he's already, I think, 11% owned, which is not bad for a goalkeeper, Uh, and Boric is even less at 6.5%. Mm-hmm. But Pickford will get saves, hopefully. I mean, Sunderland <laughs> let up a lot of shots, so hopefully he can stop a couple of them. Uh, but yeah, he won't still, get This many. game's still so clean sheet dependent. Yeah, I know. And, well, to, to that point, and we'll get to this more later, in all the games so far this season, so there have been six times 10, which is 60, so 120 opportunities for clean sheets, one for each team in each game. Uh, there have only been 25. Mm-hmm. And that's that's very, very low. My categories. Uh, it's just very, it's very low. And chasing clean sheets is just getting harder and harder to do, which is why I've made the strategic shift to chase saves. The, wouldn't that, or shouldn't that give you more reason to pay up for goalkeepers who are getting No, you won't sheets? get enough. Oh, okay. You won't <laughs> get enough to counteract the, the, the save difference. Because then it's really clean sheet or nothing. You know, I, someone like a Peter Check. I can't believe Tom Heaton was not one of the names you said. Well, he's already too expensive. He's more than 4.5. 4.6. So I guess. I, 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 look, I have, I do have 0.4 in the bank. I could oh, go from Porch to Heaton. Yeah, that's easy. That's a slam dunk. They're the top two scoring goalkeepers this year. Yeah. yeah uh, the you top know of what, the goalkeeper I, no. heap is disgusting. <laughs> Heaton, Borch, Fabianski, hold on, Foster, hold on, Jakob hold on. Hold on. You have you have convinced me. I am going Tom go. Heaton. I have not hit submit yet. Hmm. That uh, was my problem. A, mis- so I- a mistake we both have made. Yes, I made the I made like wholesale changes last Thursday, uh, and I went to wildcard, and I was like, it's really dumb to like make your changes Thursday because three guys that I have will probably get hurt uh, on in training Thursday or Friday, so I'll wait. And I just literally never went back. It's the the problem with the FPL game for me uh, is that. Uh, you have to do it Friday night. And 
at least from like the, the lineup block is 6 a.m. Um, 6 a.m. Eastern. Yep. And I'm just not doing much before 6 a.m. in order to get my team ready. And so, yeah, well, uh, and we have to put lineups in for the 730 game. So we kind of have to like, you know, even you that know, it's just like, yeah, I'm not gonna, that's, that's, that's at 630. But like, we're just waking up at that time. Yeah, I'm not doing a, a ton uh, before 6 a.m. to get my FPL team lineup. I mean, if, if, I, I, I'm if I'm up before this, six, something's really wrong. Really, yeah. I'm not doing much in the way of movement before right. 6 a.m. Uh, yeah. on a Saturday. Yeah, so I basically have to do it Friday night, and it's just not something that I think about on Friday night, which is why it's a bit frustrating that that lock is before. Um, lock to lock is like two o'clock today. The yeah, it's even it's even earlier. Like they they specifically do it so that you don't get even the first lineup in because it, like it doesn't make sense for you to be able to to see two lineups before you you submit your team so i understand why they do it but the timing just doesn't gel for me and that's well what it does is it forces everyone to pick the same people i don't i don't know if that's true i mean uh, i mean you're gonna pick the more guaranteed guys to get points which and that, that it homogenizes the game you're not gonna get many people going way out of you know way out from left field and and also if you don't get the right players in the first two or three weeks you're going to be chasing the rest of the season yeah i think i think you're still able to to make up for that i mean ultimately you got, you got a cap you got a captain you got to get captain seat perfect yeah and you got to play those chips perfectly yeah i mean i mean oh you should just, you, you should have to do that i mean if, if you fall behind early obviously somebody is is doing it right at the beginning yeah but that's lucky, but you know what but you know what to me that's mostly luck like if you if you picked Etienne Capoue to start the season, you don't deserve to be in first place. You just got lucky. Uh, I would argue that if you had him, if you picked him up for the second week, that's not luck. I think if you were if you saw what he did in the first and thought that he could keep that going, but it's more like people who um, you know were able to combine Aguero and Ibrahimovic, like that worked out. Um, those who picked up Snodgrass early, I don't think it's necessarily getting the guys like before they totally break out. But if they do, if you pick them up early after they break out, then I think that's okay. Like that, the Snodgrass thing, like good job to those who, who grabbed him. Well, Snodgrass is only 8% owned. So what's your point though? Uh, he, he, uh, I don't even know. Not enough people, yeah. Anyway, Pickford and Heaton are my goalkeepers. we got to yeah. move through this. Yeah. Um, I kept, Oh, uh, sorry. I also kept George friend because why yeah. not? Um, so, um, but I picked up Cedric at 5.0 is my most expensive. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I replaced Craig Dawson with Cedric yep. and, uh, I also picked up Callum Chambers at 4.4 cause I think he'll get more playing time with Burrow going forward. And I have Brendan Galloway at 4.5 mm-hmm. uh, West Brom are the only clearly defensive team. Yeah. So, you know, in the clean sheet or bust category, that's kind of where I went. Uh, most weeks I will start friend Cedric and Galloway, mm-hmm. which, yep. I don't, which I don't think is terrible. Nope. All right, to the midfield, where I have one good one and a bunch of scrappy guys. Uh, I have Alexis Sanchez at Mm -hmm. 11.2, which I I feel like Alexis Sanchez, if you don't have him, you're going to regret it. You've already regretted it. Yeah. Uh, Basically, if you check Hazard in the Hazard versus um, Sanchez debate, because Hazard started the season and Sanchez did not, uh, you're paying for it now. Uh, But now, uh, speaking of Snodgrass, I did pick him up at 5.7. I have Musa Dembele at 5.5. I have Andros Townsend at 6.3. And I have Yannick Balassi at 6.1. Mm. So oh, those are both de- really cheap. 
Yeah. So Dembele is <clears throat> probably going to be the odd one out yep. of those five. Uh, and then my forwards are Benteke at 7.5, Ibrahimovic at 11.5, and Aguero at 13. Yeah, those are the three that makes make the most sense. Yeah, but I, I'm chasing, and now and I'm assuming that you know, and looking at the ownership percentages, you know, like uh, actually Benteke is only total selected by 6.1%. That mm-hmm. that's that's too low, but that'll change. I mean, Ibrahimovic is probably gigantic. Yeah, 53%. Yeah, he's the most, yeah, he's the most owned player. And then Aguero is forty-one percent. So I mean, you know, I'm I'm not going to gain on many people. And Alexis Sanchez is only nineteen point nine percent. So I guess I can gain a little bit there. But there's not much. With, I mean, there's. I mean, the only I have to have like Yannick Velasi and Andros Townsend continue to go absolutely nuts for me to capture to catch anybody in points. Yeah, the only way you do it is if you never captain Ibrahimovic or Aguero and. Hope that you yeah yeah I got a, I got a captain Snodgrass the day he scores twice. <laughs> well, you just roll and, and and hope that Ibrahimovic doesn't score twice in the same day. You just roll Alexis Sanchez. That's what you do. Yeah, probably. He's the, yeah, he's the one that you go after because it yeah. just doesn't make sense otherwise. Yeah, and and when you do that, even if Alexis Sanchez hits, you have to hope that Aguero and Ibrahimovic don't, because think, then you're just going to draw even again. Still, just with a different player. Uh, I don't know. I'd love to see. I mean, they're they're the top two owned forwards by far, but I'd love to see how many people have Ibrahimovic and Aguero because you're kind of at least covered a little bit if, like, if you captain one and the other goes off, like, at least you get those points. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I feel I, I kind of did the stars and scrubs thing. I, I took Aguero, Ibrahimovic, and Sanchez mm-hmm. and then filled up whatever I could from there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get it. Um, I... May you know, like I, I obviously still have to set my lineup for this week, and theoretically I could wild card. Uh, I would be hesitant to bring Aguero. Like I'm not sure it's worth me wild carding now, uh, or to bring in Aguero because of the matchup this weekend. Like playing against Spurs, I think that that's not going to be nearly as open as as like the talent uh, could allow it. And, so, and without De Bruyne, right, right. So. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I do the long-term game. Like, yeah, maybe I'll take a hit this week. Right. But, uh, you know, I'm so far behind, I have to do it now. Yeah. You're checking – you're setting your lineup now to then check it again in eight weeks. Six weeks. Yeah. yeah. Six weeks. You know, right around holiday time. <laughs> right around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Maybe here or there. Like, you know, I, I you know, you get your free transfers every other week or whatever that is. So, I mean, maybe I'll take a look in two weeks. Mm-hmm. But I'll just make sure that my lineup is going to start, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Makes not gonna make not gonna make many much in the way of changes. I'm not taking negative four for any. You know, you know, I'm not gonna be able to take negative four most of the time because a lot of my differential players are so inexpensive. There's not gonna be a better option. Right, right. You know who's better? Who's a better option than Yannick Velasi at six point one? Andros Townsend at six point three, and I have him too. Mm. There's not really there's not much there. But not, anyway, Capu's only five point two. God, I hate you, uh, <laughs> Etienne Capoue. No. Um, just, just no. Actually, you know, in Taga, maybe in here. No, no, yeah, we're not talking Taga. Exactly not. All right, but I just wanted to, you know, since I was using my wild card, and we don't usually talk about this game much, I am now hitting the submit button. You are now playing your wild card. All right, until I confirm my transfers. Perfect. Okay. Yes. Okay. I have now submitted my wild cards. They are in and done. Okay. Now we have our game. Uh, we have our game briefs to get through. Um, and uh, where are they on my screen? Because I'm so unprepared for this. Okay, uh, we have How's game week seven. Coming up. 
Yes, that's right. Everton at home against Crystal Palace, the Battle of the Belge. I didn't get the reaction I got. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, you know, hopefully you'll hopefully you'll use the one from pre-podcast. Just you know, your little snort that you gave me. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, if we have Lukaku against Benteke, and also throw in a a little hint of Morales uh, behind Lukaku. there really isn't too much here that's going to be surprising. Probably you're going to take Lukaku. You're going to take Benteke if you have him. Uh, I don't know how many people are going to be playing daily on this slate. Uh, I don't think there's you know like a hidden gem here, except for maybe Brian Oviedo, who's going to come in for Leighton Baines. Looks like again. I'm not sure I would call him a gem either. He's hidden, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if he's a gem. He's a hidden lump of coal who may have diamond inside of him. He may not. He's valuable when he takes corners, which he won't do with Morales there. So, <clears throat> I, yeah, I don't see any reason to take him. I think that there will be goals in this one. Like, I think it's beyond Lukaku and Benteke. I think. I don't think there's a ton of goals here. Really? No, I don't. Hmm. Because uh, of I Everton's like, defensive strength, well, or I mean, I mean, Kuman's not a bad Kuman's not a bad coach. Uh, you know, and they've taken to it. I mean, they. In the game that they lost recently, they let up one goal. Yeah. I think they're tied with Tottenham for the best defense, something like that. It's it's close. Yeah. I know that they were in the top three recently, and I think that they're in the top one or top one or two. But it's not – they're not giving up goals at the – not nearly the rate as under Martinez. No, Tottenham have three goals against Neverton at four. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not like they're bad defensively. They're good defensively, and – you know, besides for Christian Benteke, I don't see too much that will hurt Everton because Andros Townsend's speed is going to be covered. By who? I mean, Seamus Coleman's pretty quick. I guess. Just throwing that out there. I guess. Yeah. I, I, but I, I, Andros Townsend, the reason why he has value is because he crosses. Um, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he does take shots on. I just I, – Everton looked too organized as of late. And the goal against Burnmouth, whatever that happens, once in a while. Mm-hmm. We we called it a one-off earlier this week, and I and I think that's exactly what it is. Everton are going to get back to their winning ways, especially defensively against uh, Crystal Palace. I think at maximum there's, you know, like like two one would be my maximum score on this game. Okay, which is the most common score, but mm-hmm. that's my max score. Like I'm thinking like a one nil victory for Everton or two one for yeah. Everton. I don't think Everton lose. Okay. All right. I think hey, there's think, a little. I don't. I don't know. Maybe do you, I. Do you think there's more? Is it because you're you're swayed by your your everlasting love of Christian Benteke or? Um. It's it's the Townsend Benteke combo that and punch it. Like I think there are maybe there are not a lot of goals in this one, but I feel like there are a lot of points. Like I think there'll be a lot of shots. There'll be a lot of crosses. Like I think these two teams it's, will. Is Kabai taking corners? Will do a lot. Um. I think he was splitting them. Yeah, so I mean, to... that, that will limit Townsend's daily well, ability for sure. Townsend wasn't taking them. Punchin was. Sorry, Punch. Yeah. I, I meant, I, sorry, I meant Punchin. I think he, he'll cross enough in open play. I wish uh, they would just move on from Kabai. It seems like they're so much better without him. It's it, you, You'd be selling at his lowest point. I know, I know. I'm not sure uh, who would even want him. Yeah, I mean, I, another, I mean, I sit in guy to look out for. Obviously, I like him a lot because I took him in my my wild card. I think Yannick Bellassi has a great game here. Okay, it's just it, that's another know. one. It's it, the FPL is so goal and assist dependent. I mean, obviously, he's got some pretty good targets in front of him. But are, are, are we are we not talking about your favorite factor? What's that? The revenge game factor. 
Oh, I don't think that this is a revenge game. <clears throat> Wait, hold I on. Think what, are the rule, what are the rules for the revenge game? This is well, the first opportunity back. He didn't like force his way out of palace in like a poor, like kicking and screaming. Like he actually stuck around. He even played for them, even though he knew this deal to Everton was happening. Like if there's any revenge, it should be from palace against Belasi, not Belasi against palace. You're just making this up as you go along. Not, not at okay. all. I, I don't think there's any like poor, like any ill will between Belasi and palace. In all fact, right, I Twitter. would almost say it's the opposite. All right. Twitter is Andrew making this up at Rotowire at Rotowire soccer at Rotowire, Andrew or at sports by Gotti. Is he making up the revenge game as he goes along? I'm just uh, saying this isn't like Defoe against Tottenham. Let us know. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Swansea at home against Liverpool. This is the early game on Saturday, seven thirty in the morning Eastern. Um, Liverpool. Uh, well, I mean, I, I can't. It's basically the way I feel about Zlatan. I'm going to feel about the Liverpool offense for the rest of the season. There's no reason why they won't score a lot. I agree. Uh, you're not going to be able to predict the game to me. Maybe at City. I was going to say I'm, I'm. I'm even done. Like that's it with that like, point. Like I. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, you know, that, that's when they'll score one or two. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they're going to, you know, win every game, but they're, I, I do believe they will score every game. Um, yeah, the, like you are not going to convince me that, that you are going to shut Liverpool out. Even when Tom Heaton got his clean sheet against Liverpool, I wasn't good selecting right. Tom Heaton for a clean sheet that right. week. I was, it was the opposite. I was, I was saying he's going to get so many shots against that it's going to counteract any goals that he got. Right. Uh, any goals, sorry, the goals that he lets up. Mm-hmm. I was anticipating that. It's, Oh, just I mean, this one it's. I think it's going to be ugly early. I think it's going to be you know like two nil up half. Could be if if not more. Like I and the I think the opposite of Zlatan is that we know it, like when you know that you want Zlatan, you're going to always play him, and that's it. And the problem with Liverpool is you're you have to pick yep. one or two guys each week. Yep, and that's just not as easy as it. I think the most common pick is going to be James Milner at whatever price he is. Yeah, he's. I think he was seventy two hundred now on DraftKings, which is like insane for a defender. That's that's almost that's like fifty percent more than most defenders. But you would pay that if he was a midfielder, and so that's my point. And I said I said it last week when I took him, and I think you said the same thing. Yeah, that we you're getting midfielder production out of the defender spot and you're getting a discounted midfielder production out of the defender spot. Yeah. And taking I mean, corners I, just gives them a floor. I mean, obviously because they're always attacking, they they're going to win a good number of corners. Like we, and, and, yeah, and penalties. Yeah. I think that's more of a tiebreaker than it is. a. Oh, dude, you kidding me? I think we're going to see our first, like our first defender that will be the same price as the elite, like midfielders and forwards. If he continues to be a defender, yeah, yeah. What I thought was uh, weird, I, yeah, because of the value at him as a defender is like you, you could price him at seventy two hundred, you could price him at seventy five hundred. I'm still like I will more likely pay for that than I would for most seventy five hundred midfielders. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, and, if, and if he the, scores penalties, you get bonuses on those goals. Yeah, he's definitely the most. Well, there's no bonus for. Well, yeah. goals are goals, but he uh. He's got to be the, by far the safest play of the group. Yeah, lowest floor defender by far. Highest floor. Sorry, I meant that. Yeah. <laughs> lowest risk, high floor. There you yes. Go. Yeah, by far. So who's your attacking midfielder? Uh, everyone. Well, you can't uh, have everybody. I know. I, I'm going to say Firmino, 
and Mane would still be the first two that I want. Then, you know, like Lalana and Coutinho are in a group. But, you know, those two – and then Wijnaldum is below all of them. Yeah. I think Wijnaldum is the fifth out of – the fifth ranked out of those five midfielders. I might even put Henderson in front of Wijnaldum. <sighs> yeah, because of the peripherals. But he's not uh, – Henderson – the only way Henderson is scoring is the way he scored against Chelsea. I'm not sure Wijnaldum's scoring any differently. <laughs> no, Wijnaldum gets in the box and he also – he gets assists too. He gets into the box and he sets people up. But you're chasing assists at that point, which is yeah. not a good idea. Yep. I think both Henderson and Wijnaldum are not great plays in daily fantasy. If you have them in a season-long format, you'll probably roll with them and take the take the gravy points on it if they get like a goal or assist. But yeah, you know, they can fill up a stat sheet with other stuff. Henderson, yeah, Henderson last week. Henderson especially <clears throat> three shots, four crosses, one foul drawn, five tackles, and four interceptions. Yeah, let me see. Most, uh, I'd say, I'd say his shots averaged about ten to twenty feet high, <clears throat> something like that. It was pretty gross. Mm. Um, they still count, but they come on, like yeah. you know, upper deck shots are. He looked like he was trying to kick a home run. <laughs> We've got Coutinho for that. That's right. All right, <laughs> much safer play there. Um, all right, let's move on. Here we have the uh, good God, the, the 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 screen door submarine that is uh, West Ham against burrow and uh, you gotta love alvaro negredo in this one right um i i guess um christian strani gaston ramirez uh, the fullbacks on middlesbrough i would take everyone i possibly can against middlesbrough trying to juice the orange that is the the, the, just the constant source of giving uh, in west ham's defense yeah that's kind of the problem though is that you can't you're not like you're not picking burrow you're just picking against West Ham, and that kind of leaves you open for either choosing the wrong guys or. I well, mean, I, I, guess... mean, I, I mean, I think Negredo is the most valuable by a decent, decent distance. Yeah, that's but fair. You're looking, but if you try to load, if you do like a Stars and Scrubs on Saturday, because there's only four games on the Saturday slate, yeah. uh, unless you encount, unless you include the early game, which most people are not, um, it's. Negredo's just not taking enough shots for me. That's that's kind of the the problem. I, like four shots yeah, in three but, games. Yeah, but this is, not... is West Ham now. Uh, I, he'll I get, he'll get his. I mean, you can go Strani if you want the more creative type. If Gaston Ramirez starts, you might be able to do that. But I, I mean, it's... yeah, just none of these guys shoot that much, and usually that's like a key part of scoring. So you're staying away from Burrow, is what I'm hearing. Um, I I will not have. Many guys from Burrow. All right. Can you take anyone not named Dimitri Pae on, on West Ham? Um, Did you take Antonio this game? Yeah. Why, not, why, why wouldn't you be able to? Uh, uh, I just don't like the matchup. <laughs> I don't. Middle, uh, Burrow are organized. Say what you will. They're organized. Um, yeah. I mean, they've organized themselves to seven goals allowed in their last three games. Who have they played in those three games? Palace, Everton, and Spurs. Two of those three have very good attacking options, and Palace has recently acquired one. Mm-hmm. And West Ham's attack is what? Simon Zaza. <laughs> no, it's Payet. It's Antonio. The one guy that uh, That's not I'll plug. Payet is. I'll get a uh, Payet is, but everyone else is not. Mm, yeah. Forget the guy who's co-leading the premier league in goals. I understand. Um, They're all the same goal headers from the back post. <laughs> I own him in two leagues. I know what he's doing. Um, Alex Spalding uh, pointed out that the one kind of chink in uh, Dimitri Payet's armor is that 
Sofian Faguli has taken some corners when he's when he's played. Um, Faguli sent in has sent in thirteen crosses in his ninety minutes this season. He has two forty five minute shifts, and so that's the only small thing to worry about with Payet. Although Payet still does so much in open play, but um, I think there are there are better midfield options than Antonio, especially since I think he's the third most expensive option. But I wouldn't like you're not going to convince me that he can't have a good game against Middlesbrough at home. I'm, I'm not counting on it. I think, I think the the London stadium is the last place they want to be right now. I think they'd rather be on the road. The how much they're struggling. They let up one goal early. That'll turn terrible. That'll be like, that'll be like if, if Bill wall were, were beating West Ham, there's all hell will break loose. Yeah, I guess, I guess I, I still think that, I mean, there's still a very capable attack. Uh, yeah, I get the hesitation, but I, I you know what, I would, I, you know, I, you can, you know what, I would, I think that Burrow uh, offensive options, except for Pi, I mean, Piat is what swings this the other direction. Right. He's such a, it's such a heavy weight on the scale, but you know, it <sighs> makes it tough. I still feel comfortable with Burrow's attacking option, very comfortable. I don't get the impression that you do. I'm not saying that they're bad, but like I, I think there are better you, options you on the slate. Would you be more comfortable starting Piat or Antonio? Sorry, not Piat. I didn't mean that. Negredo or Antonio? Um, I would probably take Antonio. I, uh, I'm not again. I'm not saying that like just, Burrow just the, is going to get just shut for the sake out. Of be, just for the sake of being different, I will say Negredo, and I think that will highlight our comfort levels with these teams. Okay. Okay. All right, we got to move on though because we got a lot to get to, Andrew. Uh, Hull are at home against Chelsea. Um, we we talked about it earlier in the week. We don't know what formation they're going to be playing. We all ranked Marcus Alonso as if that's a given that he'll play, yeah. even though I don't I don't know if he's going to play, but yeah. we all kind of think he will. Is he someone that intrigues you? Yes. What Four thousand on DraftKings isn't isn't that cheap, but it's um, cheap for a Chelsea defender. I guess they just they don't cross enough to to make it worth it. What what I really want to know is if Alonso coming in means as Piliqueta goes to the bench or if he goes to to right back. It, it, God, I hope it means he goes to right back and Ivanovic goes in the middle and Cahill goes on the bench. Right. That's that makes sense to me as well. But um, that it makes sense to everyone but Chelsea management. Right. Um, and we so said this we'll last see. year too. We said it last year too with Baba Rockman. Yep. Yep. So I, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know how they're going to line up, but the um, Alonso definitely intrigues me. Um, that being said, four thousand is not. So, he also may take left-footed corners. Just throwing that. I out would there. be shocked very if they let him take corners. Left-footed corners. Yeah, not, I, you know, I, I'd be shocked if they let him take any. I, I, I'd be surprised. But something to look out for. Secondly, uh, just a little observation: uh, it, it, it was FIFA 17 release day on Tuesday. Uh, Marcus Alonso, who I got, of course, uh, in my first opening pack. This is real insider video game nerd stuff. Marcus Alonso was classified as a left midfielder, just to give you a hint of his talents. Anyway, you would probably like you probably like your Chelsea options here. Um, even though they're going to be crazy expensive, you know, Diego Costa would probably, it's probably a good game for him in this slate. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Hull, I'm, st- I'd be very comfortable with Snodgrass. 
Yeah, I mean the the Chelsea Very defense cool. has hardly been something that should be avoided. So yeah, I, I mean pen, just on penalties alone, I feel comfortable with Snodgrass being in the lineup just for the penalty chance. Yeah, anytime David Luiz is on the field, you can consider that. So or or well Cahill. Or, they bad really Gary Cahill back pass. Uh, you know, the only thing that won't happen is Ivanovic will not be called for a defensive handball because he only plays with his hands behind his back. That's the only <laughs> thing you can. That's the oh, you know, <laughs> what was that joke I said last year? He probably plays in the offensive third that way too, just running with his hands behind his back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's also how he crosses. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, mean, I mean, Ch- Chelsea overall. I mean. It's, this might be a game where you'd be more comfortable taking like Willian too, but it, it, really it's all about the stars here, and I don't think that there's meant much in the supporting cast on either team. I agree. What about Abel Hernandez? <sighs> Not there yet. You you like him a lot more than I do usually. So I I, just, I do, but I do. He, I just don't think there'll be enough shots. Yeah, I was just about to say he's like the one point floor guy, maybe even zero. Oh, he could be a negative guy. Yeah. He'll he'll get fouls. Yeah, uh, he's he he's a very physical guy. He'll get fouls. He may he may elbow someone in the face and get a yellow card. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Yeah, um, Snodgrass. I, I mean, they're going to have a a right back who's not really a right back because uh, El Mahamedy is suspended. So they either throw in Harry Maguire. There's talk of moving Sam Klukas back. So um, I don't know. That's not that that makes me want to grab those guys either way but yeah i I would be hard pressed to find another hull guy other than snodgrass to roster all right even against one 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 last question before we go and this is kind of a nonsense question uh chelsea play leicester in game week eight which is one week from uh tomorrow two weeks because we have an international two weeks two weeks two weeks two weeks from tomorrow should leicester even prepare for the possibility of costa being on the pitch he has four yellow cards. Because he has four already, yeah. Um, Hull doesn't seem like a big enough game for him to warrant getting that upset. That's he'll go, he'll go straight red. Straight, oh, straight red, yeah, maybe. No, I have no. You know, I, 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 I say that in jest, but just a reminder for everyone who hasn't been season long leagues: be prepared to be without yeah, him. He's for on, at least yeah, he's on. He's on four, so he's on five four, and this might be a record to get to five. <laughs> I, I wonder what the record is. It's got to be five. Some idiot probably had to have gotten five and five, right? That's hard to do. Oh, that yeah, I know. Really, I know. That's really, really, really hard to do. And remember... Uh, I bet Joey uh, Barton's done it. No, Joey Barton gets reds. He gets reds. That's true. That's true. He, when he gets his first one, he gets the second one, too. All right, oh, let's well. move on, though. We can't yeah. make this all about yellow cards and red cards. Uh, Sunderland are at home against West Brom in a game that promises about one goal. Who's going to score it? Donald Love. I think. <laughs> Wabi Kazri, I'm hoping, gets a start here with uh, Yanazai out for a few weeks. But um, ugh, this is – God bless you if you, lo- if you watch this game because <laughs> this is about as ugly as, as soccer gets. Yeah. You, you, you are a family or a friend of one of the players on right, the team. Right. You're a Van Anholt, aren't you? Um. <laughs> I mean, they do have, or at least West Brom, we've seen uh, decent upside from a few of their players. Uh, I'm not sure I can say that. I mean, Jermaine Defoe has obviously been pretty good against Sunderland, or for Sunderland, but the other, I mean, Javier Manquillo hasn't been quite as good as I had kind of expected. Same with Van Anholt. And then, like, who else are you really looking at? 
You're not going to roster Duncan Watmore. I, I, you know, I was forced to roster Duncan Watmore in EFSA. Why do you even have him? Because I Callum Wilson was out, and I had to drop Ahmed Musa because he wasn't doing anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and forwards get ugly really quickly, yeah, and does. especially it, in a deep it, league like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty team league. Yeah. <laughs> God, whose idea was that? No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's. It's a it's a tough it's a tough going forward if you don't hit right on the forward and I obviously didn't because I also best, had Max. Who's your best play in this game? Pass. No no no. Brendan Galloway. Galloway yeah. I mean if it's a shutout then somebody's got to be getting points so. I, I I think Brendan Galloway offers the most as a defender for the possible clean sheet and possibly getting some crosses. Okay. That, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's but one of those I, that like I, you're like, who takes crosses from these teams? And then like, you really gonna worry about a yeah, game that I, probably I would, like three of them? I would used to I used to say Craig Dawson in these games, but I just can't. Mm-hmm. He Alan hasn't Neom. done it this. Yeah, Alan Neom. Yeah, no, right. I I mean, on the Sunderland side, I mean, you can take Van Onholt or I mean Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, I mean Jermaine Defoe is like one of the most commonly owned players in FPL. Mm-hmm. He's like the third highest scoring forward. I get it, because he's especially because he scored twice in the game last right. week. It's just, uh, it's like the reverse effect of Liverpool. I'm never going to go into a game saying Jermaine Defoe is scoring today. Yeah. Good contribution. Perfect. Thank you. That's all okay. I got. That's all I, we've already said way more than I wanted right. to about this game. Perfect. Watford. Oh, another game that's super exciting. Watford at home against Birdmouth to round out the Saturday slate. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So much to talk about in so, so little time. Etienne Capoue versus Jack Wilshire. Woo! Um, Stanislas scored last week. Harry Arder got an assist. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we can get excited about absolute randomness if you'd like. Um, I'm thinking uh, Nordina Amrabat starts for Daryl Yanmat and um, Dini starting probably. So you have him. I mean, you, you, Alan Wilson you, is starting. You could probably. load up on on uh, Watford guys. I mean, Dini's been playing pretty well. Um, Jose Olebas has been decent. Roberto uh, Perea, uh, yeah. Holobas, uh, another person on four yellow cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, a race between him and Costa to the finish. You don't think that this is a scoreless game? This has the potential to be an absolutely dull as dishwater game. Yeah, but but I mean, there are there are legitimate goal scorers here. Zero zero would be less surprising to me than three three. How's that? Zero, yeah. Uh, even fine. more surpri- less surprising than two two. Yeah, I'll take that. Watford have the same goal odds in terms of odds to score zero, one, two, or th- uh, at least three as West Ham does against Middlesbrough. Does that feel right to you? Considering Birdmouth's defense, uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I mean, yeah. Birdmouth okay. and Middlesbrough giving up the same. Just something I noticed. Uh, Bournemouth and home are a different team than Bournemouth on the road. So, yes, I'll give you that. Okay. All right. Let's get to the Sunday slate. It's significantly better. Do you want to do a daily dose now so we're not? Yeah, we should do our first. We should 
We should do our first one because what we did is we did a double dose here. We did a, a, a slate for both, and I'll let Andrew choose after he hears the lineups. Of um, I agree of to what... do both. Can can you explain t- why why we're doing two? The real reason, not this. Split That's not the reason. real reason. <laughs> I am down by two. All right, <laughs> but just trying to make up ground, just like your FPL team. God, yeah, constantly <clears throat> chasing. Yeah. Constantly chasing. Yep. <laughs> Aren't you first overall, by the way, in uh, in uh, EFSA? I can't imagine. Am I? I know I'm up there, but I'm. I can't. I don't think I'm first. Yeah, I I, I, I lost on like some kind of stat correction because on Monday oh, after the game was over, I, I was I had won, but on the final score from Chris, it said that I'd lost by point like four points. Yikes! No, I'm sixth. I'm four and two though, and there are four. Four teams that are four and two. Mozinski's winning six and out. What a jerk! Set the whole league up for him to win. Something weird about that, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> when the commissioner is winning, you know something is wrong. Yeah, speaking Shout of out stack all... corrections, yeah, jeez. Anyway, we got. Yeah, especially when he's the one correcting the stats. I'm just kidding. That's not what's happening. Um, all right, DraftKings yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Right, Saturday. Yes. yes. Okay. In goal, I have Herelio Gomez. I have no idea why. Okay. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> I really have no idea why. Mainly because Bermuth can't score. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it, in defense, I have Marcus Alonso and George Friend. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm riding this train that Marcus Alonso will play. I think next week uh, we'll, I, we should add a wrinkle where I will try to pick your team. Because that's exactly who I would have picked you to not go miss. But there was no way you were passing on Alonzo or friend. Correct. <laughs> okay. Um, I've got Ben Foster uh, at 45. Are you trying to say I'm predictable? No, no, no. I'm saying I can predict you. Not necessarily okay. that you as, as everybody. But anyway. Um, and then I have Alan Niam at 39 and kind of pair with Foster. And then I picked uh, Jose Olebas at 4,600 because I think Watford can do some damage against Burnmouth, and I think he will be involved. Interesting. He does, he does love to get forward. Yeah. Um, I have five midfielders after that. I have three. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just oh, gonna... actually, I actually have another defender. Wow. I wow. put a defender in the flex because I spent a lot of money in three places. Mm, I thought about it, actually. To um, It's funny you say that. Like I, I eventually changed it, but I made change it back uh actually I, I i'm have, sorry that was a sunday slate not you'll catch a theme you'll catch a theme here that i i, I did a nice big stack hmm. um i'm just gonna go through all of mine so we can go. hurry this up i've got matt phillips wabi kazri uh dimitri Payet. love that west brom game yeah uh nordine amrabat and eden hazard i have eden hazard willian diego costa wow nice told you i stacked yeah big. good for you good for you <laughs> uh because i think Ch- uh, chelsea and hull that's a slight mismatch yeah okay um and i, I have jo- i have jordan ibe in my other forward mm-hmm. spot how much is he uh 4900 yeah i think he'd be better off with amrabat on the other side but maybe well, not. I can't, I can't take him now well yeah, you know. i guess yeah okay and ha! i have da- and i have david Luiz in my utility spot gross gross at 3800 <laughs> There has to be better. Th- you have any money left? Three hundred bucks. Oh, all right. So we can go to forty-two, forty-one, uh, yep. which is not great. Nah. 
that's not a great slate. Sam Byram, yeah. are you taking a West Ham defender? Yeah. I, I can't take. Oh, Keon I would take Matt. I would take Matic over Louise. No. no, I would. I actually prefer Louise. Okay, you can take his the three points versus the two points. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's All right. right. Let's, go to, let's go to Sunday. <laughs> Let us please go to Sunday. Good yeah. God. All right. There's a significantly better slate here. In fact, that only in the fact that there is one and a half interesting games. Uh, the well, first game. That, this is what happens. We've got Champions League going on. So all the Champions League and Europa teams play on third, on Sunday. So that's why we get to move up here. Yep. Manchester United at home against Stoke. This might be a mismatch. A little bit. A little bit. Uh and, I, and I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of Sunday stacks on this game for all the Sunday all-day players, which is what I did. I was going to say, I did, we should have done that. I also did that. I agree with you. Um, the um, or United used, I think, most of their regulars for the Thursday uh, Europa match. It was at home, though. They did win, um, not all that convincingly. So we'll see that. My biggest um, uh thing about this game is that Antonio Valencia on DraftKings is now a midfielder which um, oh that stunk I it took me so long to find Valencia I didn't take I think they're getting ready for um for international stuff because he he plays as a midfielder internationally and so um because we have a break after this though you know I don't know why they need to switch beforehand but yeah so if you want a Man United fullback um you're going to have to hope that Daly Blind starts instead of, or Luke Shaw, whoever's at left back, because you're not going to be able to get Valencia uh, at right back. So, but I mean, yes, everybody will have as many United guys as they can. Who's your midfielder to take though? Uh, None. (laughs) So, so if you're stacking United, it's Ibrahimovic. It it, it would have, it would have to be Juan Mata. I think it. I think it has to be a Juan Mata at this point. Okay. Am I wrong? Um, I guess not. I guess that, that was more just disappointment in the situation than your answer. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's the most versatile in attack of that group, in terms of. I mean, I guess uh, Pogba's just the his performance on uh, or last Saturday was was good. Um, but then he was just as bad yesterday in a Europa match playing 90 minutes. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's Mata. It's not like you feel great about it. That's what I mean, yeah. Yep, okay. You do what you have to do sometimes. Mm -hmm. You like anybody at Stoke? Joe Allen, just because you have his hair? I don't have it yet. I'm looking for it. All right, I'm looking for (laughs) it. Give me some time. Give me some time. I'm in pursuit. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway, overall summation, you love your Manchester United options. You hate your Stoke City options. Yeah. Just as one little side note, I noticed in one of the Taga leagues where I think it was the Taga Premier Division, someone dropped Arnautovic. Wow. I picked him up. Nice, nice job. That is called buying low, people. All right. Leicester are at home against Southampton, and uh, I honestly don't know which way this one's going to go. Um, I, Le- I mean, Leicester have looked great in Europe and terrible dom- – uh, Not sorry, bad at times domestically. Yeah. I – not to give t- – well, no. I, I feel the same way about this game as I do Spurs City, that there are a lot of options on both sides, 
and it's possible that I avoid all of them because I just don't know how the games will play out. And yeah, even though this is a four game slate on Sunday, pe- most most people will pick games from only two. I only two. When I submitted my lineup the to face you, I had to change it because I only had two teams. <laughs> well, I I Anyway, you'll see you'll see on my strategy very quickly uh, uh, how I guaranteed a third team. Do you like <laughs> um, Slimani more than Vardy now? Yes. And do you like Mares? One hundred percent, yes. And do you like Mares more than Tadic or no? In this uh, game? No, I don't. Okay. I like I like Tadic more than I like Tadic more. Oh, you like Tadic more? Okay. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm in the minority on that one. Um, I, I just I love what Dusan Tadic is doing under Puel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get it. I mean, he's yeah, I get it. He's ev- he is everywhere. Yep. Offensively, it's been fun to watch. Yep. So yeah, it, it it makes it hard to to make this uh, you know which way this game plays out, which makes me feel like it's going to be like one one. I agree. I think this one will be tight, and I think Spurs and City will be tight. Yeah, I, I I think Spurs and City is going to be a very interesting battle. I think this is where Pep says, it says to the rest of the league, uh, I'm better than all of you. I mean, it's the top two teams in the table right now. And specifically, Tottenham are the immovable object defensively. And City are the unstoppable force offensively. Yeah. And I'm sure that's the way the narrative will try to be played out pregame. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I don't think and I don't think it matters who is on the pitch right now. City are just so good, especially if you let them come at you. I'm not sure if Tottenham will do that. If they do, it will be to their detriment. Do you take Silva or Sterling? Sterling. Not close. Yeah. Do you take Sterling or Son? Son. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Okay. I may I may have foreshadowed. <laughs> um. I mean, I he's mean, been I, awesome. I, I, uh, it's not like he's. But you. But you know what? You say that all three of those players, I would be extraordinarily hesitant to take them. Mm-hmm. Just like you were saying right before we started talking about this game, it's gonna. It, you think it'll be tight? I don't. I mean, I don't. I personally think that Manchester City are just going to run away with this one, but that's more that I'm not saying that with like a ton of conviction and you'll see how much conviction I say it with when I reveal yeah. my team. Uh, it's yeah, just, just because I have an inclination, I'm not going to necessarily put, you know, put it down on DFS because that's just not the way the DFS works. You got to play it more. You know, yeah. intelligently. I think Sun at 6,200 on DraftKings is the best per dollar player in this yeah. game yeah. by far. Yes. Agreed. I'm assuming we both have him now. I don't. All right. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, we should get to the last. Oh, sorry. Uh, you know what? How do you think this game finishes score wise? 1 1. 2 1. 2 1 City. Yeah, but I, I think I was, it's going to be two garbage goals. Like I think it's going to be like Fernandinho off of a Otamendi header, <laughs> and then maybe an own goal from Ben Davies. How much do you think the lack of De Bruyne is going to affect City? Um, 
I mean, they scored three times against Celtic in the Champions League this week. They also let up three. I was just about to say that. He's not. I don't think. I don't think letting up three would have really changed all that much with him there. But um, this is Spurs are significantly better. So um, remember when Spurs were looking to go after Celtics Musa Dembele? Yeah. How would that play out Mm -hmm. on the kits? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That's the only reason why I wanted that to happen. Exactly. Um, he's pretty good, too. Yeah. There are like yeah. eight really good Dembele's. Um, where was that? That totally threw me off of my thought there, <laughs> talking about great Dembele's. Um, yeah. So I, do you think Sun scores? Is he the one who scores for Spurs? No, but I think he'll be the most involved. Yeah. Uh, we should also apologize. We got somebody who... Thankfully, tweeted us that we apparently called Vincent Janssen Victor Janssen for the. Oh, I podcast. totally did. I totally did. Um, that was totally my fault. I called him Victor Janssen for the longest time. Yeah, and that apparently got me to say him as well. And yes, my my incompetence. I'm spreading my incompetence throughout the land. Yeah, there, I don't know if there's a Victor Janssen anywhere, but uh, how about how about this very Fasant Janssen? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's, let's let's swing the pendulum the other yeah, way. No thanks. Fasson Johnson. No. Okay, here we go. Uh, oh, by the way, I don't like him either. Okay. Oh, mainly because I don't. Is know he because he's rude or? Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, no, not not the tweeter, uh, Johnson. I don't like him in this game. Hmm. But let's get to the last game of the slate, which is Burnley at home against Arsenal. This has Arsenal three uh, 0 written all over it. Yep. I have you love nothing to say up. otherwise. Love your Arsenal options, hate your Burnley options. Yes. I like one Burnley option. Is it Jeff Hendrick? No, but we should go to our double dose oh. here for the oh, Sunday slate. What find out who are. <laughs> yes, here we go. <laughs> what was I thinking? I'll start out with my Burnley option, which made sure that I took three teams because I was not taking anyone else from Burnley. Yeah. Uh, it was Tom Heaton at, in goal, 3,700. They discounted him again. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, yes, he'll give up likely three goals. I also think he'll get six saves. Okay, I'll take six points out of this one from a, a slate which is pretty bad. Yeah, to be fair, uh, defensively especially. Uh, I also um, I went very light on the defender spending. I only okay. took two this time, not three. I have Daily Blind at forty six hundred, mm-hmm. hoping that he still plays a left back, mm-hmm. and Eric Bailly at thirty three hundred. Damn. I am going right into this clean sheet thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, just give me the clean sheet. By may get some aerial duels, whatever. Um, I also Hopefully have a blend. Um, and I have Hector Bellerin at forty eight hundred, and I have a third defender, um, because I needed a third team represented, and so I spent thirty two hundred dollars on Wes Morgan. Good for you. <laughs> we so, so we both had a similar strategy. We took a center back and we took daily play. I mostly, well, I tried to take by and I, I needed a third team um, because yep. I stacked United. Oh, and so Arsenal. you were thinking about by. Uh, yes. Only because he's 3,300. Correct. Um, okay. It was, uh, it was, if I had yeah. rearranged you know others, it was either by and Nacho Monreal or Morgan and Hector Bellerin. You know, it's funny. I almost took Bellerin. Mm-hmm. In my utility spot, but went for a different option at 4,800. Mm-hmm. Um, I had somebody else as well, but then I just decided to stick with Bellerin. Um, my midfielders are... Can I guess who they are? Please. 
because I think they're the same as mine. Okay. Oh no, never mind. You said the. No, sorry, hold on. Go ahead. Sorry, they are not. They are not. The same. <laughs> um, I spent forty eight hundred on Ander Herrera. Ugh, gross. Um, because he's the cheapest United midfield I get option. It. I get it. I get it. Uh, and has been playing pretty well lately, despite yep. no goals and assists. This will be a great time to start Fellaini from from Mourinho, oh. just to screw you. Yeah, yeah, it would be, especially with a seven a.m. start. Um, I spent seventy two hundred on Theo Walcott. <sighs> you love him. Um, he has scored five goals in the last three games. Alexis Sanchez sorry, four goals. Four goals. What's that? Alexis Sanchez makes everyone look good. Um, I also have Alexis Sanchez. Uh huh. And I have Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And who is your fourth forward, or who is your second forward? I, I have Alexis and Zlatan as my two forwards. Herrera and Walcott are my two midfielders. I have to say, I like my four better. Okay. I have oh sorry, and my I'll, I'll, my utility as well. Yeah. I have Joe Allen in my utility. <laughs> All right. It's, it's... <laughs> Well, it was between Joe Allen or I Bellerin. feel better about mine. I've got Joe Allen. <laughs> well, he's my utility. He's, you know, that, I was debating between him and Bellerin. And Why I do you chose think Joe he Allen. will be better than Bellerin? Crosses. Bellerin has what, not what been crosses? great. They're not going to have the ball. Bellerin has not been great. That's been my – actually, I was actually thinking about going uh, – you know, between the two of them, I actually think Nacho Monreal is a safer bet. I thought about it, yeah. I mean, I, Bellerin's more – Bellerin is not the same piece. player as he was last year. At least not yet. Um, yeah, I it's agree. Fair. He took three it's shots fair. this week. I understand. So, yeah. I understand. But he's not the same. He he's not he's not the elite defender standing out in a price tier. Mm-hmm. He just just isn't. Well, forty eight hundred. Right. I think he's priced appropriately. Yeah. He, well, last considering last year to this year, like he's he's pulling down towards the pack, not elevating away from it. Okay. Okay. I have Sun. Mm-hmm. At sixty two hundred, I also have Alexi Sanchez mm-hmm. at ninety five. I also have Zlatan Ibrahimovic at ten one, and I have Islam Silimani at seventy eight. I think those are four very explosive options. Right. So it's Slimani and Joe Allen versus Walcott and Bellerin. That's the difference. Yeah. Okay. I I, I I'm never gonna pick Walcott. Uh, that, that's basically the way I'm gonna put it. I'm I'm just never gonna pick him. Okay. I think this is the definition of juicing the orange, though. I agree. I agree. I just don't. I think this orange is full of poison. <laughs> Do they have those? Are those things poisonous oranges? Yeah, they're called uh, Walcotts. <laughs> and on that note, we will end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Thank you for joining us on this jam-packed show. We will talk to you again. Uh, next week when we review this week's action and we will then ease into a nice international break. We'll catch you then. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.